Stay tuned for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about loving one another when invited in. Thank you, Gavin. We are, this is Evelyn Davison in the studio with beautiful Miss Carrie Brinkater. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Miss Evelyn. Hello. We're here to Love Talk today. That's right. Welcome to Love Talk, friends. It is great to have you today listening to our program in this Christmas season. We are talking today about an unlikely bunch (laughs) here on The Bridge, today's Christian Talk Radio. What a wonderful, wonderful time of year it is. Our key verse today from Luke 2, verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary, Joseph, and the baby who was lying in a manger. We also have on the phone today our beautiful and wonderful friend, Miss Kathy Indebrock, all the way from the chilly Boise, Idaho. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Carrie. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to be with you. It is chilly up here in Boise, Idaho. We are below freezing all this week, so we have the fireplace running, and we thankfully have heated tiles, so I get to get up in the morning, and uh, if, if, I, if my slippers are, right, are not right next to my bed, it's okay because when my feet hit the floor, the tiles are nice and warm. Oh so heated tiles. I've never heard of that in Texas. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, even when it's about, oh, I don't know, 50 degrees here, definitely in the 40s, we turn on the fireplace <laughs> because it doesn't get below freezing too much here. So um, I still like to enjoy that fire, though, even when it's not what most people would call cold. <laughs> but great to what, have you the- today, Kathy. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys. The ski hill opens up um, very soon, and so Eric and I are looking forward to getting out there. He'll be snowshoeing. I'll be on my skis and looking forward to some skiing over Christmas. And, you know, it's funny. We get together with all these different groups over Christmas, and sometimes it feels like, uh, you know, everyone is so – um, homogenous, you know, your women's ministry Bible study group, your uh, fourth grade Christmas class, you know, the, the moms and, and all like that. And, and, and you think, I have a lot in common with these people. And, you know, sometimes you think, oh, my gosh, what an unusual bunch of people to be gathered in one place. And so if we get to talk about this today, the very first unlikely bunch of people ever gathered together at, at Christmas. And, okay, I want to know, ladies, if you have heard this one. A shepherd, a wise man, and a carpenter walk into a barn. Now, okay, it's a barn, <laughs> not a bar. Not a bar. It's a barn. Um, a shepherd, a wise man, and a carpenter walk into a barn. And this isn't a joke. This is the story of Christmas. This mm-hmm. is the first Christmas, an unlikely bunch gathered together by their love for Christ. And we're going to be talking today about the love of Christ because that is the love that unites a very unlikely bunch of I people. Love that. And <laughs> Evelyn, Carrie, so I think of us, we're kind of an unlikely, unlikely bunch, a basketball coach, a newspaper owner, and a project manager <laughs> walking to a barn. <laughs> or or maybe today we're walking into a radio studio, but we're going to kind of figuratively walk into the barn of Christmas, walk into that manger scene. It says that that verse that you opened with, Carrie, so they, that's the shepherds, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And that's in the middle of this barn. So we're going to walk into this barn today 
and discover the love of Christ and, and learn what we can from these amazing characters that, that this unlikely bunch that God gathers together. And so listening friends, I just want to tell you, we want you to join us in the barn today. Okay. We want you to join us here in this little sheep shelter um, (laughs) as we unite in our love for Christ. And this is the only love that will bind and not break amidst the storms and the crushing waves. So ladies, I'm getting so excited to talk with you about this. And Evelyn, I know you've had a busy week. I will say Merry Christmas. And what have you been doing this week? Well, just getting ready. You know, it takes a lot of preparation that goes much slower as you age to get ready for Christmas. And Van told me last, this week, I used that word old age a couple of times. He said, I don't want to hear that anymore. Oh, <laughs> sweet man. Well, you know, he, he just thinks, you know, we just go and do what we've always done. And, and we do that. It's so exciting. We had a wonderful time of prayer this week with Judge Edna Stout, with prayer leaders from all over our area. And, you know, it, that is a kickoff. To really celebrate what it means to have a Christ must. You know, Christmas is more enjoyed and celebrated in a household of faith. Mm-hmm. And we're, an unlikely, as you said, an unlikely bunch of people get together. And so it's been a wonderful week. We're looking toward, you know, what we're going to do with our, our great-grandchildren. I got one of them, both of them, a suitcase. You know, Aww. little girls, you know, mm-hmm. put their pretty toys and things in. So we spent a, some time of shopping and also time of planning with, with the family. And and then the other thing is just uh, calling on those people and praying for those that whose hearts are broken, who are either, you know, spiritually sick. Are medically sick, and and there is a major difference today. So it's it is. I would say this little unlikely lady is pretty busy, Kathy. <laughs> oh goodness, Miss Evelyn, you know your mindset, you and Van, your mindset is just so amazing. You know him telling you, I don't want to hear you say that old term anymore. <laughs> I love that. It's all about what your mind tells your body to do and and you and van just live to the fullest every single day i tell you this week i had a sobering moment this week i was shopping for at our church we do what's called an angel tree ministry and the angel tree is where children of parents who are incarcerated um they write down some gifts that they would like to receive, and then our church body buys those gifts for those children in place of their parents who are who are incarcerated. And they get a note from their parent or parents, who, whoever's in, in prison, and they get to open those presents at a party that we throw for them. And um, I typically try, we, whenever we, and I mean the kids and I, pick our our child, I, every year I want to pick a child or children that are close in age to my children. And this year we got a 14-year-old boy. And my heart just broke as I read what he wanted. He he put down that he needed socks and underwear. Yeah. And that he needed T-shirts and a pair of shoes. And I just, you know, I, I told the kids, I said, this child wants basic necessities he wants things that he can wear to school and it just broke me even as I'm I'm saying this my chest feels tight I just 
you know, we have so much. And when I think about a 14-year-old young man, because that's what he is. He's a young man who just needs socks and underwear for Christmas. I looked at my kids and I said, when was the last time y'all asked for socks and underwear for Christmas? You know, um, and T-shirts. And so I, it just helped me put things in perspective. And it, I think it was something to kind of bring my kids back to reality and the hustle and bustle of this season as we run around from place to place. And we're so blessed by what we have. And we look around us and we, 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 we want to give and we want to do right. And I, I think that just that one thing just really brought us back to home and I I'm so excited about the party that we get to throw and to watch this young man uh open his gifts and I I just think it'll be a special time and and so it's just a time Miss Evelyn Kathy to kind of bring us back to reality to the reality of of being uh sometimes unusual right absolutely it is unusual in our day to see a lot of that there's a lot of it out there but we don't see it um, you know, and these kids, you know, like Kathy's program that she so beautifully put together for us today, they're an unusual or an unlikely bunch of kids. You know, their parents are incarcerated for whatever reasons, and they're living the best they can with, with friends or family. And so there's a lot of different unlikely bunches out there. Um, and so just to keep that in perspective this Christmas season, Kathy, you've got a very unique Christmas coming up as well. I I do, you know, it's it, we Eric and I um have been looking forward to this and and you know, he is taking a 6 month break from work uh to enjoy Aaliyah's very last semester of high school cuz Eric's worked, you know, all through the kids school and while he's gone to games and you know, he's been home for dinner almost every night except when he's been on travel. You know, we've just enjoyed the weekends together. We've done wonderful things together. He's been such – he is such an incredible dad. But he feels as though he's really missed a little bit of this um, parenting, this this privilege that he has. And so he's taking six months off of work. So it's going to be the first time uh, we think since he's about 12 years old that he has oh. not had – yard work to do or you know because he's just he's always worked both of us have and um and you know since we worked all through college and everything so this is a six-month period where he he just gets to do something other than um go and and you know go to work each day so that'll be really interesting for us and Carrie you know I love what you what you said is that we you had this incredible privilege to go and do this for this young man. And, and, and we are so privileged. I mean, for Eric to be able to take six months off of work, who can do that? I mean, that's, that, you know, I mean, we've had to save for a very long time to be able to replace that income. And we, you know, kind of drawing off a little bit from our retirement for him to be able to do that, but we're still privileged to be able to do that. And I think in this nation, we're such a privileged nation, but what we need to remember is we need to use that privilege to go mm. and do things for, for yeah. others because it is a privilege to be able to purchase Christmas gifts for a 14-year-old young man. It's mm-hmm. it's a privilege to be able to go out and serve. It's a privilege to be able to take time and go pray with people. It's 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 a privilege to bring love and delight to a home that is struggling. And we need to make sure that we are using every ounce of privilege that we have to reach the lives of others. And so, you know, this Christmas, we're just looking forward to um, Eric's being with us, not having to think about work or 
or anything like that and to really enjoy this time. And, it, and it's a little bit of a, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety and stress there, mm-hmm. but we figure, okay, this is a really good lesson to press in and know that we've planned this. We've prayed about this. We feel very strongly that the Lord has really affirmed us in this decision. And so we get to decide we're going to trust him through this and just thoroughly enjoy this Christmas season in the next six months. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) Sounds so fun. Well, friends, what type of unlikely bunch are you a part of? We're going to see what this unlikely bunch back in the book of Matthew, the book of Luke, back when Jesus was born, what did they look like and how on earth Did God orchestrate all of this to come together when we return to Love Talk right after this? Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk on The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, 101 FM. You have found the love ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader here, Evelyn Davison, and, of course, Kathy Enderbrock, our beautiful friend. What type of unlikely bunch do you have in your life? I tell you what, this our our mix of friends. Sometimes you look around and you go, "Oh my goodness, we're all so different," but yet we all contribute in ways that are so beautiful and so encouraging. Kathy, you've put together this great program as we talk about an unlikely bunch with shepherd, wise men, a carpenter, a virgin, and then. A baby. Tell us about this unlikely bunch. This is the the Christmas story, this unlikely bunch that God brought together. And I love it because everywhere we go, when we, you know, when we think of Christmas, we think of this small, intimate Christmas scene. And, you know, with with me, I have creches all over my house. And when you go shopping, uh, you'll see different little creches. They generally have a really simple wooden structure. That would be, you know, the barn. Um, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus lying in a manger, a shepherd, um, sometimes a sheep or other livestock. I have a couple creches that they have a little cow um, and a little donkey and um, and sometimes even camels. And so, and you know, there is, I don't know if you've ever seen a live uh, nativity Evelyn Carey, they're so mm-hmm. brilliant. I know that in downtown Georgetown, um, there was one church that every single year brought together a live nativity. And so people would dress up in their costumes. They would bring the actual animals. And you got a sense of, of what this unlikely gathering, this unlikely bunch of individuals looked like. And in Washington, D.C., you can go on Facebook and you go, if you go to, um, a faith and action on your Facebook. Go find their page. They are posting pictures of the live nativity that they do every year in Washington, D.C., near the Capitol, and it is outstanding. So they have actors and actresses all dressed in in, in clothing of the period. They have camels, um, sheep, and donkey, and it is brilliant. And so I just I want to walk through these characters, this this group that you would never think would come together. Um, Mary, a, a virgin, a very young girl, um, educated only in scripture, uh, you know, not educated as we would think of in, in math and sciences and social studies, but but she knew scripture. 
Um, she was maybe 14, 16 at the oldest, and some mm-hmm. accounts actually say as early as 12. I, I don't know. Definitely no older than 16. Joseph, a carpenter, maybe in his late 20s, early 30s. Um, and then we have these shepherds, uneducated men, uh, very uh, even blue collar or, or slightly below blue collar, very dirty, smelly, not the type anyone would ever invite to a party <laughs> or a social gathering ever. Uh, and uh, and then we have the wise men and very possibly kings, very well educated, definitely foreigners, definitely unexpected guests. And uh, but here's the thing that, that their willingness to pursue Christ, um, the, the Messiah, the coming Messiah, the king and the promised savior, their willingness to really pursue him amidst the challenges and difficulties of life would forever place them in history as the most well-known gathering of individuals, a symbol of love and worship and celebration that we can look to and learn so much from today. Well, Kathy, the, this unlikely bunch can really do a lot to, to teach us some lessons about our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the first lesson I think that they, they can teach us is that age doesn't matter. Whatever our age, we can approach Jesus. So for us, for the three love ladies, there's a large age difference with us. We're, we're kind of an unlikely bunch to be put together. Like Kathy said in our opening, we have a project manager, Miss Kathy, who has flown around the world, who's lived exotically, has done many amazing things in the business world. She's absolutely brilliant, can put a project together unlike any other. Uh, we have Miss Evelyn, who's in her 80s, who has done, I, I tell you, Miss Evelyn, I learn something new about you every week, about all the people you've met, the things you've done. I think one of the things that really kind of uh, is interesting about you, Miss Evelyn, at your 85th birthday party, it was so neat for you to get handwritten notes from former governors of Texas, George Bush. Rick Perry. I mean, I was just in awe. These men, you know, wrote you personal letters. I certainly haven't met any governors that would write me a personal (laughs) letter, you know. And then over here, you've just got this basketball coach that that's my passion. It's what I do. I love to mentor young women. I love to teach. I love to get a little crazy on the sidelines. That's why my voice is a little hoarse today. We had a game last night. Um, But, you know, I I think the Lord has orchestrated a beautiful, a beautiful friendship and a beautiful relationship with the three of us unlikely friends. It's called a love circle. A love circle. You know, what it starts here, what we have when we get here on Saturday comes from what God has done in every situation in our life and Mm -hmm. in our city and in our homes and in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. because of the window of view that we have uh, and, and especially with the coverage we have now with the three radio stations. So, you know, it is exciting to know that God still has a story. He has the shepherds. He has the wise men. All of them were part of what God planned for us to make it known and make it a part of every life 
that we are able to touch. And so it's exciting. It is. And age doesn't matter. You know, Miss Evelyn, you're such an example that all of us, you know, whatever age we are, we can approach Jesus with very little knowledge or with the most knowledge of the Bible um, and everywhere in between. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, education doesn't matter. Whatever our education, we can approach Jesus. Let's just look at the large difference in education among the shepherds, Mary, Joseph, and the wise men. You know, the shepherds, as Kathy said, they weren't educated men. Um, from Abraham to the modern era, there there are sheep all around mm-hmm. the Holy Land. And they need shepherds. The education level didn't matter. Now, the shepherds had to learn and they had to know many things. They were always looking out for their sheep to see if anyone needed attention. They had to help them cross bodies of water. Uh, You know, sometimes they had to carry those little sheep across those streams of water. They had to make sure that nobody was going astray. Um, If that happened, they would get in the middle of the herd and blow a bugle to, to try to bring the sheep back. So their education process was a little bit different. They had to know how to feed those sheep mm-hmm. through all times of the year. Um, so their education is not the same as Joseph's education. Joseph was a carpenter. Joseph And a carpenter, I didn't know this until I started researching this, a carpenter is kind of a, a general term, meaning that he could have worked with stone, iron, copper or wood and probably a mix of all of those to make things like locks or roofs for houses or windows for houses tables storage containers like boxes or trunks he could have possibly made plows or yokes Mm -hmm. now that is a totally different type of education than the shepherds, but it's still an education nonetheless, learning his craft, learning his trade. And that was obviously something that he passed along to Jesus. And then we have the wise men, the wise men, magi, kings, whatever you want to call them, all those terms. Royalty. Royalty, they're acceptable. And we see details of magi throughout all. All the scripture, Miss Evelyn, all the way back to Genesis, when we're looking at Joseph and the Pharaoh and how the Pharaoh had magi or magicians in his court. Um, and, and Joseph had to kind of come in and set some things straight there. We see uh, magi or wise men in the court of King Nebuchadnezzar uh, in the book of Daniel. Just, I mean, it's all over. Uh, They could have been astrologers, which these most likely were the ones that came to see Jesus following the stars, right? Or the star, the brightest star. So, uh, you know, uh, this is an unlikely bunch as well. And their education didn't matter. God orchestrated and used all of them to do great things. Number three, a barn is just a good as is just as good a place as any. You don't need a beautiful palace to celebrate the joy. You know, uh, to celebrate the joy of Christmas, our homes don't have to be perfect. Christmas joy can happen anywhere. On the street, on a basketball court, writing a magazine, uh, being a project manager at the office, around the cooler. Christmas joy can happen 
anywhere. Now, Kathy, celebrating the joy of Christ's birth, the joy of Christmas, it's it's such a great reason to get together. We just have just a, about a minute before our break, Kathy. Talk us through that just a little bit. You know, I think this is so true, exactly what you were saying, Carrie, that the celebrating the joy of Christ's birth, the joy of Christmas, that is a great reason to get together. That's the only reason you need. And I love today that each of us are going to have this incredible opportunity to, to, to share three lessons that each of us have, have, have taken from the, uh, the Christmas, this Christmas group, this unlikely bunch. And I, I think over, over Christmas that sometimes just being together with others for the point of celebrating the birth of Christ that that will do more for us to to help us get through a, a challenging time or, or help us to feel the joy of Christmas. Eric says, he says, Kathy, remember, it's not what's under the tree. It's who's around the tree Aww. that matters. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. It's being willing to um, open our homes and get together with others. We do, our, own, our homes don't have to be perfect. They don't have to look beautiful. They don't have to be decorated. Uh, we can get together in a barn, and it is still Christmas when we gather together around the love of Christ. And so I'm so looking forward to this, Evelyn. I'm looking forward to the lessons that you have to share. I have two more lessons to share. Um, I know we have to take a break and hear from our incredible sponsors. Listening friends, stay with us. There is so much to learn from this unlikely bunch to bring into uh, this Christmas time that we have the great privilege of enjoying in this incredible nation. We're going to share that with you right after a word from our sponsors. Stay with us. Lessons from an unlikely bunch. Oh, goodness, friends. What kind of unlikely bunch uh, do you have around you this Christmas season? Shepherds, wise men, Mary, Joseph, Oh, goodness, the Lord just brought these group together, and we have lessons that we can learn from them. Age doesn't matter. Whatever our age, we can approach Jesus. Mary was young. The wise men were likely much older. Education doesn't matter. Whatever our education, we can approach Jesus. A barn is just as good a place as any. We don't need a beautiful place to celebrate the joy of Christmas, celebrating the joy of Christ's birth, the joy of Christmas, is a great reason to get together. Kathy, what other lessons can we learn from this unlikely bunch? Okay, this next one is one of my favorites. Clean or dirty, both are welcome. We don't have to wait until we're all cleaned up to approach <laughs> Jesus. And, okay, so I, we get this from the shepherds, right? Because they were a pretty, like, you know, dirty bunch. And yeah, I, if you guys know... Do you know Mike Rowe and that show, Dirty Jobs? Love it. He's the best. Okay. Absolutely love that show. Okay. So if Mike Rowe were interviewing people back in Jesus' day, the shepherds would have been one of the first on the list. Okay. They were they were not like our clean-cut Texas ranchers today. They didn't come in each night to take a shower and have a meal around the table. These shepherds lived mostly outside. They ate outside. They bathed only on occasion, uh, and and they didn't get invited to parties or social events. They were kind of on one of the lowest rungs of society. But this did not stop them. When they came to see Jesus, they did not come with shame or joy. They did not go say, wait, 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 I have to run home first and wash and clean up so that I'll be presentable 
to the coming Messiah, to the King King of Kings, to this, the promised Savior. I need to clean up first before I go see him. None of that. They ran straight from the fields where they were shepherding straight to um, to the the manger to see Christ. And so they're just they set such a, a profound example for us that. Uh, you know, there may be things that that where we look and we go, I I'm I'm dirty. I can't. I I'm I'm not ashamed. I, I'm not good enough. I cannot come to Jesus. I've got to clean up my act first. But we cannot allow these things to stop us from discovering the joy that is waiting for all who will come. Do not wait to clean up yourself before you approach Jesus, because clean or dirty, both are welcome. Okay, lesson number six. We are never too far off to respond to God. Begin seeking him right where you are. And we get this incredible lesson from the wise man uh, because we have to remember they were thousands of miles away and, and they didn't grow up in a household that revered and worshiped God. They were not raised in the Jewish faith uh, They or as today we would be in the Christian faith because remember Christ, the coming of Christ, the Messiah, um, is what it's all the fulfillment of Jewish scripture. So we would recognize ourselves as Christians today. Um, I think the um, Jews who recognize Christ as the coming Messiah, sometimes they call themselves Christians. Sometimes they call themselves completed Jews. My mom, she refers to herself as a fulfilled Jew or a Christian either. Uh, she's fine with Um but so these wise men, they came to believe in the birth of Christ through reading and watching the stars. And this astounds me um, because there's so many different ways to to recognize and see and 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 come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And there's this incredible scripture in Psalms 19, one through four, and it says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the the earth. Their words go to the ends of the world. So it doesn't matter how far off you are. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. You can come to respond to the calling of God that he is issuing to you. And Romans 1.20, this is, this is a really piercing verse for me. It says that since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. And so this is me. This is you. We are without excuse. We may not have been raised in a Christian home. Uh, we, we may not have the, this, uh, a privileged background where we've come to be raised in scripture, yet we can still come to know God. We can still approach Christ. We are never too far off. And so those are my, those are my three takeaway lessons that we're never too far off to respond to God, that clean or dirty, both are welcome, and that celebrating the joy of Christ's birth is a great reason to get together. Evelyn, I know you have some incredible lessons for us as well. Well, yes, we do, uh, Kathy. When you think about this time of year and you think about family, you know, we don't identify too well with the wise men, you know, in, in the culture in which we live today. Um, people, if you look at our nation, people are doing un, 
absolutely um, unreal things to cross our borders and to come to America. Uh, but you don't have to do that with Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take anything with you. Uh, you just you don't have to pack for a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, every day is uh, just a joy journey as we think about it and know the reality of why Jesus came. Mm-hmm. It was not so much who he was because the Father revealed that later, but was why he came. How was it that just unknown? Uh, to the Jewish faith, wise men came running, you know, to find out who this new person was that had been born. And when we look at that, those men were wealthy. And when they came, they brought gifts with them. But we don't have to do that. Just give the Lord our heart, basically. And we don't have to wait on something that we have to offer the Lord. Uh, He just wants us to come. Mm Mm-hmm. And praise and and have the joy. And it's not what's under the Christmas tree or at the church uh, silent night supper, but it's who he is and why he came. And it's the thing that is so exciting is it's not just a thing about doing this at Easter at Christmas time or Easter time. There's never too late to give your heart to the Lord Jesus and get what he wants to give you. And we have to ask ourselves, you know, if it's not too late, well, then what is it brings us together with him? And it's love. And what is the product of love, Carrie? It's joy. Joy. Mm -hmm. The product of love is always joy. And that's Jesus, others, and you. Because you, you begin to see the plan that he has of love. And it becomes a reality in life. It becomes a pop, a very powerful thing. So we don't need the Christmas tree to come to the Lord Jesus. We need to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. And and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, we often think, and, and this is, you know, general opinion, that in order to love someone, our love comes uh, as it begins uh, within us. But love comes as it comes from the Lord Jesus as he begins to live in us in a way that we can be part of an unlikely bunch. It's true, Miss Evelyn. And I love these these points that, that you've brought to our attention. But you don't have to bring anything when you come. You know, there's so many times in this season you're like, oh, gosh, I'm going to. Yeah, you've got to give to the mission offering. Right. Or Operation I, Christmas Child. You know, when I go to that party, do I have to bring a gift? Or, mm-hmm. gosh, you know, you can't, you kind of get stressed about that. And the Lord says, it doesn't matter, Carrie. Just just bring yourself. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. Yeah. I just want you. I want your heart. And I want all of it. You know, the other thing is we just make life so busy during the season. We do. And Jesus says, come unto me, all of you who are weary mm. and heavy laden. Mm. And what does he say? I will give you a gift. Rest. I will give you rest. Yes. And that means that we don't have to control everything. Isn't that we need comforting? To plan. We need to be proficient in our time, how we spend it, and how we give, how we serve. But the important thing is that we... Keep that relationship with the Lord Jesus alive and reliable as he would speak to us and and tell us these good things that are happening. You know, joy comes in the morning, as he said. Mm -hmm. And after he was born and the next day when Mary woke up, she had joy. She had Jesus. Absolutely. 
Right. Jesus, you know, I used to that, Miss Evelyn, what you always say with joy. You, you say it two ways. You say Jesus others you, and you also say Jesus over you. Yes. And we were talking in Sunday school one day, and I just brought that up. And, you know, we, we, we were just kind of talking about the Beatitudes. Blessed are those, you know, blessed, blessed, blessed. And mm-hmm. some of them are very confusing. But when you look at it with joy, Jesus over you, you can read those a little bit better. And and I think that's what Jesus is trying to tell us when he says in one of your other lessons, Miss Evelyn, here, that it's never too late to come to Jesus. It's never too late. Uh, I have a friend of mine um, who, Miss Evelyn, she can quote scripture like there is no tomorrow. It just oozes from every fiber of her being. And her father was not a Christian. Uh, she came to Christ later in life. And uh, holy cow, this woman is just a She's a walking scripture, and she just lives and breathes Christ. And so she prayed for her dad. She talked to her dad. She she's talked to him about Jesus every single time she was around him. They lived in different states, but every time they talked, she talked to him about Jesus. And just a couple of months before he passed away, he accepted Jesus as his Savior. And that's a lifetime of her talking to him about Jesus. It was never, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. It's never too late. And then, you know, this unlikely bunch, their love for Christ is what brought them together. What a comforting thought. What a comforting thought. You know, and oftentimes we think that we have to have a lot in common or be like-minded in order to love someone, Miss Evelyn. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus says, Love one another. Mm-hmm. And this time of year, I think, can bring Just that. Just as I love you. Yes, ma'am. There's a, there's a, there's an addition. An, yes, an addition to that. Mm-hmm. Just as I love you. Because he is our example. That he loved us enough, Kathy, that he gave up everything physically that he had. To show us how much he loved us. Mm-hmm. When we return mm-hmm. to Love Talk, friends, Miss Evelyn, Kathy, and I will share what our favorite one of these lessons is from this unlikely bunch that we have talked about today here on Love Talk. We only have one segment left. We pray that you will join us after the break and listen to our unlikely lessons right after this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies, an unlikely bunch of women that have gotten together to spread God's love. What kind of unlikely lessons have we learned from this unlikely bunch of people that were educated differently, that were different ages, that uh, really didn't have much in common at all? Mary, Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds. We can learn so many lessons from them, Miss Evelyn. So we've talked about these things, these unlikely lessons from this unlikely bunch. What is your favorite lesson from this unlikely bunch? Well, I think the fact that age doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> when you get as old as I am, and you've uh, and I came to know the Lord Jesus when I was uh, 13 years old. Uh, uh, and we didn't celebrate Christmas at our house. Uh, uh, we celebrated Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And uh, my life began to make a major change uh, as I began to understand what Christ must reign 
And that was one of the lessons that I learned uh, from an English teacher is Christ must, he, he must range in your life. And so, you know, it's, um, it, age doesn't really matter from the, <laughs> from the, you know, newborn baby. This year we have two, we have three new great grandbabies. Wow. Our granddaughter, Christina, had twins. Mm-hmm. And then our grandson, Dan, had a little girl. And, um, you know, and we're planning Christmas differently this year because of that. But, you know, age doesn't matter. When a child is old enough to understand that what a name means, you can begin to talk about the name, the sacred name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, what a <clears throat> what a beautiful story. What a fun Christmas you're going to have, Miss Evelyn, with just babies around. That was our Thanksgiving new baby in the family, and it's it's just so beautiful to have that and to to see that new life and that age doesn't matter. Um, now, for me, I gosh, I, I'm waffling between two of these lessons here. For me, I, I think the one that kind of hit, hits home most is that Christmas joy can happen anywhere and that things don't have to be perfect. Absolutely. I think for years I um, thought everything did have to be perfect. You know, I was in a stressful job and I just kind of ran around at Christmas time kind of stressed out instead of taking time to just appreciate what was around. And it is fun to, I, I like to try to buy that perfect present for someone, but sometimes it doesn't always work out. And that's okay because, as Kathy said, it's not about what's under the tree. It's about who's around that tree that matters. And I think as I see my parents getting older and um, my dad, you know, not in great health, I think that's the, the thing that really hits home the most is that it just really is about who is around that tree. And and really enjoying people for who they are, not what you want them to be or what you wish they were, but for exactly who they are. I also think that for years, another lesson for me is that we don't have to wait to be all cleaned up to approach Jesus, that clean and dirty are welcome. And really, who who am I to judge, Miss Evelyn? Who who are we to, to really say who's clean, who's dirty? I mean, for years, I thought I wasn't worthy of coming to Christ and yeah. that he wouldn't accept me until I had everything perfect. Well, there's that perfection thing again, right? That's that's just silly. God wants us right where we are. And he loves us regardless of our situation. And he wants us to throw our heart at him so that he can make it in the image mm-hmm. of Christ. And that's comforting, Miss Evelyn. We don't have to have everything cleaned up. We go to him looking for the answers on how to live a life that's pleasing to him. So, Kathy, I, I had to I had to have two lessons from this unlikely <laughs> bunch. What about you? What's kind of your favorite lesson, unlikely lesson from this unlikely bunch? You know, I love the the last one that that Miss Evelyn shared that our love for Christ will unite us with others. Mm-hmm. That you know, I think some people it's like, oh my gosh, they're so hard to love. You know what? Focus on your love for Christ. Let Him love them through you, and and you know, you don't have to focus on their uh, lack of whatever or or um, you know, you don't you don't love a person through the eyes of judgment. You love a person through the eyes of Christ. And one of the things is, you know, as we've kind of walked through these different characters, I, I just love the way 
that the entire manger scene is a picture of Christ, that those gathered around him, because they have come, they've presented us with this incredible picture of Christ. You have the purity of the virgin. I mean, Christ was pure. He was without sin. And that, that was, I mean, that was the reason that he could die to pay the price for our sin because he was without sin. So that, that you have the purity of the virgin. And then you have the carpenter, Joseph, the father, the carpenter, who could work with his hands to make these beautiful and, and needed things from just a block of wood. And, you know, Christ can make this beautiful and needed life from each of our lives, even though he's just going to start with this block of wood. You know, we just have to bring him ourselves knowing that, hey, we're just this block of wood, Lord, but we need you to make out of our lives what is needed, what what you have purposed for us. And we have these shepherds who are these faithful shepherds. And Christ himself described himself as a shepherd. He's identified in the in the Old Testament as well as a shepherd, the good shepherd who will always watch over us, who is faithful amidst the storm and, and, and who will not abandon his sheep, who know his sheep by name, who will go out searching for his sheep. And, and I just love that. And then we have the wise men. And, and as we look at this manger scene, we can recognize that Christ is the king of kings, that he is the, the God who owns a sheep on, the, on a thousand hills. He has all the wealth of heaven, and he's willing to give us all that we need. He's willing to meet our needs right where they are, um, and he is a wise king and and i just love that that you know he's if we talk about a wise man he is a wise king and and then you know christ himself that little baby and so he's he's gentle he's not going to force himself on you but um you know for all of us who have had babies we know they will cry out (laughs) they will try and get our attention and um but we have to choose to approach and embrace them and so just looking at this entire manger scene i love it that it gives such a picture of who christ is and what he wants to do in our life and that our simple love for him will unite us with others and unite us with the life that he has set aside for us Well, you know, Kathy, uh, prior to uh, the coming of Christmas, the coming of Christ, um, there was often a gift given. Uh, The the religious leaders of the day would sacrifice a lamb, uh, and it was it was not a choice. You ha- I mean, if you were of, of the faith that you come from, uh, you you sa- they, there was a ceremony of sacrificing the lamb. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus came, he came and gave and sacrificed love. He left his father and his heavenly throne. I mean, th- the whole thing and came and in a, a manner in which he might sacrifice himself that we could know the reality of the love that he has for us. And that's what Christmas is. It's it's knowing that he loved us enough to do what? Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. He loved us enough to die on that cross for us, Miss Evelyn. You know, when Christ came, the ritual of bloodshed to for the repentance of sin or the penance of sin 
changed. And when Christ shed his blood for us, we didn't have to have the bloodshed of animals anymore because he took that upon himself. And I, I think it's it's amazing how how God has orchestrated all of this to show us that what you know, Jesus took it all for us. And these unlikely lessons from this unlikely bunch, friends, are what it's all about. Age and education do not matter. Whatever our age, whatever our education, we can approach Jesus. He wants all of us. A barn is just as good a place as any. Our house does not have to be a palace. Our place that we are celebrating Jesus doesn't have to have one decoration. Just getting on our knees and enjoying the season the birth of our Savior. Celebrating the joy of Christ's birth, the joy of Christmas, is a great reason to get together. I know sometimes getting together with family might seem stressful, or it might seem like, oh no, you know, we all have that crazy uncle, <laughs> or whatever. But the Lord says, you know what, let's just get together. Let's embrace these differences. Clean or dirty, we're all welcome. We don't have to be all cleaned up. Praise the Lord. We don't have to be all cleaned up to approach Jesus. You're never too far off to respond. Those wise men traveled many, many miles. Begin seeking him right where you are. We don't have to have everything in place. We don't have to have anything perfect. The Lord says, I'm here. I'm right now. I'm here. I don't care if you're on the subway. I don't care if you're in Austin traffic. I don't care if you're on the ski slopes in Boise, Idaho, wherever you might be, start now. You don't have to bring anything when you come, which is so refreshing. We don't have to bring anything, just ourselves. It's never too late. And our love for Christ will unite us with others. You know, friends, this Christmas season, I pray that you will find a church We've got just a couple of weeks here before Christmas. I pray that this weekend you would find a church that's celebrating Jesus. That's preaching the word of God. And then you can visit a church on Christmas Eve that's celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So many things are so hard for us to grasp in our feeble little minds because because what God has done for us, we won't even know an inch of it. Until we get to heaven. And he says that that's faith. I pray that this time with your friends and family will be joyous. And that you'll learn a lesson from this unlikely bunch. Just like the love ladies. Miss Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and I'm Carrie Brinkgater. Enjoy this Christmas season. Find a church tomorrow that's preaching Jesus. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.